Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Muir, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, hey, Spoonie friends. Welcome to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. Oh, and this is our last episode of the year because I like to take December easy. Setting my own schedule is honestly one of my favorite parts about being an entrepreneur. And for the last few years, I've used December to just really wrap up big projects and prepare for the coming year. So it's basically a lot of CEO time and a lot of time feeling into what feels right for the next year. But I want to be transparent with you because I can hear you in the back of your mind going, how do you know what the next year is going to look like? Like you have a chronic illness, right? (laughs) I want to be transparent that I have stopped planning for the entire year because the truth is that three months is really about the most that I can prepare for at any given time. So much of what I am able to accomplish in my business, I mean, it depends on my health, right? So I've learned to focus more on the way that I want to mentally approach the year instead of focusing on how much money I'm going to make or what benchmarks we're going to hit as a business, all the things I want to accomplish. The last three years, I have chosen a word of the year, basically a concept to focus on during the year instead of setting a resolution or a bunch of business goals. It's really a simple way to choose how you want to show up in the new year, which is something you can do regardless of how you feel, right? In 2019, when I was thinking about all that I thought that 2020 would bring, I chose the word courage. And of course, I mean, I thought that courage would mean traveling more, you know, courage to try new things in my business. I was building on my word from 2019, which was vulnerable. So basically, I wanted to take the lessons that I learned from being honest and sharing more about my journey to impact people in a bigger way. And then, of course... 2020 happened and courage took on a whole new meaning. I've had many opportunities to practice courage this year. I mean, we've all had many opportunities, right? Because it takes courage to cope with a global pandemic. It takes courage to face all of the ways that we collectively, and I know certainly I need to rethink uh, the privilege that I have. I have had to summon up courage to hunt down a diagnosis for my physical health issues. Um, And then to have courage to accept the fact that I have fibromyalgia and I always will, you know, it's not going away. And if any experience in my life has taught me about being courageous, it is my illness. This year has been a really, really big test for me. 
I became very sick in February. I was stuck in bed a lot. I couldn't do many things for myself. Like, you know, the proverbial, it was hard to get a shower. Like it took all of my energy to get a shower. Definitely happened in February, March, and April. I had to shift work to my team members because I couldn't cope. Um, The worst, I had to take a few days away, completely disconnect from everything during a client's launch because I lost all feeling in my hand and I could I could barely string a coherent thought together. And a lot of people have commented on my strength during all of this. And yes, yeah, sure, strength is a muscle that we build, but strength is also a choice. Because having strength means having the courage to fight instead of giving up. Some people say that we don't have a choice. We just have to be strong. But I'm going to be honest, I disagree because I choose every day to have the courage to face whatever my body's going to throw my way that day. And because I do this, I'm able to show up imperfectly in all areas of my life, even when I don't feel well. Because showing up, having that strength, it takes a lot of courage. Now, every year that I choose a word to focus on, it teaches me a lot about myself and I have plenty of opportunities to practice it too. And at first, I felt really silly hopping on the bandwagon of choosing a word of the year. Like when people would talk about it, they made it sound really intense. Like you had to meditate on it every day and spend a lot of time journaling about how that word was showing up in your life. And I just had all of these visions that it would be another thing that I would try and fail at, right? Another thing on the to-do list that I wouldn't be able to do because I didn't have the spoons. But what I discovered was that choosing a word to focus on each year really just opened up a conversation with the universe. When I choose a word, I'm really just letting God know that I am ready and willing to learn everything I need to learn about that word. And each and every time, every year, I find that the universe gives me many, many (laughs) opportunities to practice coming to a deeper understanding with that concept. I've thought a lot about what word to choose in 2021, but after this crazy year, I've settled on the word ease. Now, I know that I'm going to learn a lot about this over the next year, but one thing that I know for sure right now is that ease is not easy. It is a choice that you have to make over and over and over again. And honestly, you have to have support to make it happen. Uh, It's constantly asking myself, what am I making harder than it needs to be? And so as I'm sitting still in December and planning for the next quarter and thinking about how I want to move into next year, here is my plan of attack. I know without a doubt that I'm going to need to remind myself over and over that I don't have to rush things. If I'm not sure about something, I don't have to decide right away, right? The truth is, is that if I start down one path and it doesn't feel right, it's always possible to change my direction. Because what I've learned is that I'm not really starting from scratch when that happens. I'm starting from experience and that's a whole different ballgame, right? I am also coming to terms with the fact that the decisions that I make are the ones that feel right to me and me alone. My business is not going to look like anybody else's. 
I am most likely going to need to make decisions that an able-bodied person wouldn't have to make. And my friends and family even might not fully get it. I know for a lot of us, especially if you're working in the online space, there's a lot of skepticism. You're, you know, you're sitting at the table <laughs> during Thanksgiving or, you know, Hanukkah or Christmas and your family say, what do you do again? Like, how's work going? And you have to try to explain <laughs> what you do, right? There's a lot of skepticism. They just don't get it. But for me, if I'm going to find more ease in my life, I know that I'll have to build that trust muscle so that I learn to trust myself to make the best decisions I can with the information I have instead of second guessing myself because second guessing yourself is like the opposite of living with ease in your life, right? I also know that finding ease in my life and my business is probably going to mean relying more on others than I have been. And if you know me at all, you know that I am fiercely independent and I can be pretty, pretty darn stubborn at times. So when somebody else, for example, has to get me a glass of water because I don't have the energy, quite frankly, it pisses me off. (laughs) When I have to ask a team member to help with a project that I'm working on because I literally just can't that day, it makes me so uncomfortable. But finding ease means trying to find some grace for myself. And I know going into this, it's a lesson that's going to take some time. Ease also means stepping into doing the work that lights me up instead of getting stuck doing all the things that I can do, but I don't like to do. (laughs) In my agency, you know, we talk about a lot about, you know, we work in our zone of genius so that our clients can work in theirs. And I feel like I spend a lot of time working in my zone of competence, right? The things that I can do that I'm decently good at, but I don't have a lot of opportunities to do what I really am good at, what feels so easy and what I would do every day of the week, whether you paid me or not. Part of making this shift for me this year has meant stepping away from virtual assistant work this year. And and quite honestly, I'm really thinking about switching my Instagram handle, which is the resilient VA um, and stepping away from, from calling myself that because I'm not really a VA anymore. And it just doesn't feel right to go by that title anymore. I know that I I still love business systems and strategy. I love teaching people to run resilient businesses and helping them to launch their podcasts. So I'm going to do more of that and work on not feeling guilty about it, right? (laughs) Because as I've been leaning into what it would look like to find more ease in my business, I already have been bumping up big time into the guilt that I feel because I keep thinking, my inner critic keeps saying to me, you know, how lucky I am that I have the privilege of hiring help to make this ease possible. I've been like losing sleep at night, worrying about what would happen if the work that I love to do doesn't make me money, like the work that I am okay at doing, right? And probably most of all, I have this deep worry you know, anxiety is talking, right? This deep worry about what will happen if I'm not well enough to do the work that I love to do. And I have to go back to the days, you know, before my business really took off when I was broke as a joke and having to, you know, have Medicaid, not being able to stand on my own two feet. My mom was helping me pay my bills. Like, 
I have so much fear about going back to that place. And it is a super vicious cycle, right? And let's be clear, like I know that this is probably really a topic that's better suited to therapy. And I've talked about it in therapy a lot (laughs) instead of a podcast. But I don't think that entrepreneurs really talk about this side of it enough. So often I feel like we show all of the shiny parts of running a successful business. Like we talk about how great it is to work in our zone of genius. And we post pictures of ourselves working by the pool or traveling. But we don't talk about our control issues. And we certainly don't talk about the pressure that comes with being the one who has to steer the ship in the business. And more than anything else, we avoid talking about money unless we're talking about how much we're making, like as the humble brag, right? And even then, I know I feel super uncomfortable about doing it because I grew up in a working class family. You know, we never had fancy vacations. I certainly didn't have the expensive, trendy clothes. You know, I'm looking at you, Abercrombie, but we had everything that we needed, right? I I can't complain because we had food on the table. I had clothes. um, You know, I had everything that I needed. But money was something that I never took for granted. You know, in my early 20s, I constantly found ways to hustle so that I could pay the bills. You know, I worked two, sometimes three jobs to make ends meet. And I was constantly looking for opportunities at my, you know, day job, the full-time job to get promoted. So when I got sick and I was left with huge debt and no money coming in to pay for it, I was I was terrified. I counted every penny and I was so careful with what I earned as I worked to come back from that. So having a business now that makes me more money than I ever could have dreamed of back then, it can be really triggering. It's very overwhelming. And so I know, you know, anytime we're we're thinking about stepping into something being easy, It also means that we have to go deep into our money mindset issues, you know, our relationship with money um, and all of this stuff, right, that comes with it. And of course, I know that this plan of attack that I have that, you know, I've just spent all this time rambling about, um, it's really just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because as I explore more, you know, what the concept of ease means to me, I know (laughs) without a doubt that the universe is going to come up with many situations where I have to choose ease, even when it makes me really uncomfortable. And so, you know, in the what three years three years, I think that I've been doing this. I've come to trust this journey because I know that at the end of the year, I'm going to have a much different understanding, a deeper understanding of who I am. And I really encourage you to think about reframing how you are planning for your year um, in this way, because there's something really powerful about saying this is the this is the mindset I'm choosing this year. This is the thing that I want to learn more about versus these are the things on this checklist that I want to do this year. Because regardless of what happens with your health, with your life, with your job, you're going to be able to lean into, you know, this word of the year. So if you are choosing a word of the year, I want you to find me on Instagram at the Resilient VA. Uh, Shoot me a DM and tell me what the word of the year is that you're choosing because I would love to hear from you. 
That is it for today's episode, friends. We are going on a short break for the holidays so that we can all rest, relax, and come back in 2021, hopefully rejuvenated. Uh, But we'll be back with new episodes in January. So I hope that you have a wonderful and relaxing holiday season and that your spoons are plentiful. And always remember that we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.